Get ready to challenge conventional beliefs about what's possible in creating health, wealth, and happiness. You are listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. This hit show is providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. It is time to open and expand your awareness, accelerate your well-being as Megan shares wisdom, teachings, and experience from a lifelong journey of the heart. Enact the power of radical change with ease and lift your desires to a new perspective. Now, here's Playing on the Edge Radio. Oh boy, what a great show, Megan, right? Reminiscing. It's we're a rem- great show. We're remembering. Mm-hmm. We're reminiscing, we're remembering. And yeah. let's talk about why we decided to do this today, because from your perspective, it's so important not to have our forgetter going all the time, like our <laughs> little forgetter, right. like our little forgetter widget. <laughs> I don't know as our mind. <laughs> <laughs> Those minds of ours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's interesting that when I think about the way that I do my work, when I'm helping other people uh, remember their stories or look at their stories from a different perspective as a pathway to healing, what we are doing is remembering. But remembering is a very flawed process. You know, it's very subjective to what we think we remember how we perceive that memory, what we do with that memory. It's all quite complicated. And you can get six or seven people in the same room experiencing the same event and all have a different memory of it. So it becomes really fascinating when we start thinking about reminiscing and remembering and and really what that process is. Um, But, you know, part of this too is, you know, it's I was fascinated by what I remember uh the things I remember from my past or like an event right Mm -hmm. you know when I put things in retrospect um and what what I don't remember immediately but the minute somebody says oh do you remember that I'm like oh yeah yeah that was from your perspective but today what we're doing is we're going to share some of our favorite episodes, right? We're going to take a step back in time and we're going to take a look at how you evolve a powerful conversation that is in service of so many. And that's what, you know, on the edge, playing on the edge radio has been about for you, right? What is it that comes to mind when you think of reflecting back? Well, one of the things that comes to mind is how often we've done this. This is our, <laughs> this is our 49th episode. Wow, I love it. 49 episodes. It's so amazing. And, and yes, to look back on the evolution of this, that, that moment of, yes, I'm going to do this. This is going to be something I'm going to learn how to do and be mentored by you to be able to sit in this space and hold these kinds of amazing healing conversations that that we've been doing with the motivation of reaching more people with the message. Yeah. You know, that fundamental message of healing and empowerment and possibility, which really is what underlies every episode we've ever done. 
It is. And, you know, I had a couple of things happen over the past two weeks that, um, you know, had us or had me personally really look at some things I haven't looked at in a while. Um, And I've shared this on a couple of shows already. Very rarely do people ask, well, because we tell people how many hits we get on our website and we don't hide that. But why do people come here? And they don't necessarily come to buy toys for the holiday, or they don't necessarily come to buy a new car. I'm sure there might be some car dealership called Transformation Car Dealers out there, I guess, somewhere. Haven't Googled it. (laughs) But in an 18-year period, we have made sure that when you're looking for listening and watching Transformation Talk Radio, the Transformation Network and the Dr. Pat Show and all of the shows like yours that are on here, that people come here or they've learned to subscribe to their favorite iHeart, iTunes, I don't even know, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But somebody asked a really interesting question and it made me look back in time. And it's funny that you also picked this show today to look back in time. Mm -hmm. Because how do you go from this one little hour on digital radio 18 years ago, like before your smartphone, before any of that? Because when I when I called Nick, And I said, you know, somebody, Nick, I I need to get some real numbers from you because I don't look at these. But a couple of comments were made about our numbers that it would be impossible to have that many people come to your website. And I thought, well, maybe it is. Mm. See, I know in the world we live in, we live our world by numbers. But when you and I do a show, we live our world by the power of the message. And the message, it was what brings Transformation Talk Radio and Playing on the Edge Radio and all the work you do and the transformational aspect of the work you do with others. That's what comes to the forefront. That's what we shine a light on as we go into 2022, right? Yeah. So 2022, our theme is 2022. It's all about you. Mm. It's about the host. It's about the audience. It's about the people that are out in the world that don't have solutions for the things that show up in their lives. But we have had some pretty funny shows and we have had some pretty, speak for myself, graphically descriptive shows. (laughs) (laughs) What's that one time? I, but that's the one. So when I was thinking about this, Linda says, which show are you going to talk about? I, I'm telling you, there's only one that shows up for me that I really, when I went back and listened to it, yeah. it motivated me to do, take a different action and do a different show. Mm-hmm. But how about you? When you look back, like what, what kind of, I know we're laughing because we've had a couple of really funny shows. <laughs> We have, we have laughed on our shows, every single episode, there's a good laugh in there somewhere, which is wonderful. Because while the topics that we share can be very serious and very poignant and very timely, it is important that we don't take ourselves too seriously. Oh, yeah. 
you know? And then there's been tears. I know I've certainly cried many times on our shows. Oh boy. I cried the other day. Yeah. Because we're so, we're real and we're raw when we're doing these, these shows, this is us. This is how we show up in the world. There's no bells and whistles here. Just a few twinkle lights (laughs) on both (laughs) ends. I don't think you can even see it because it's it's daylight here, but I oh, got I a little strobey thing yeah, that I got. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking that with me when I go back to Jersey. Um, but in terms of my, fi- so I, I was just looking at 2021. What are my three favorite shows from 2021? Okay, okay. Yeah. If I go all the way back, the, the very, uh, the second show we did on uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, oh, that was, oh, totally. That was brilliant. That was a yeah. gorgeous show. I loved that show. Yeah, I did too. That was great. Um, this year, looking at what, to me, what stood out the most for me was On the Edge of Losing Our Voices, yeah. On the Edge of the Big Why, A Case for Curiosity. And then it was a tie between On the Edge of Death and Dying, Part Two, and On the Edge of Medical Madness. So On the Edge of Losing Our Voices was a, was a favorite for me because of what I learned in the research that I did for that show because that show was all about the censorship that we're experiencing now which has only gotten worse (laughs) oh yeah um and I learned some really interesting things that I hadn't taken the time to look at closely before including things like the list of words and subjects that are being censored on Facebook and on YouTube And, and you can find this list on YouTube you go to their community guidelines and Facebook's community guidelines and you look up um, under COVID and under vaccines, and you'll see the list is miles long of the things we're not allowed to talk about or that will get censored if we talk about them. That was so eye-opening for me. And then part of that re- the research I also did was looking at China and censorship in China and how that is managed. And that was absolutely gobsmacking um, to learn how they've created these pods of people who are trained specifically in the actual history uh, of the Chinese government and the actions the Chinese government has taken so that they can recognize when other people are talking about that history and pull those posts and dock their social credit rating. And that Facebook is employing a similar process. Mm-hmm. That just blew my mind. So I, I had a naivety around censorship. I knew it was there, but I didn't understand the extent of it. So that that show that we did and I listened to it again this morning wow if anyone's if anyone's just even questioning if there is censorship please go and watch on the edge of losing your our voices that was a really really powerful one yeah so that was definitely one from this year well I I'm right there with you and the reason I'm right there with you is in the face of one of the issues that came up and I think it was one of those shows on abortion and uh and I got to tell you, even today as we speak, I'm stunned, not by whether I agree with abortion or not. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm stunned by the fact that the law of the land is not going to be upheld by the Supreme Court. And, you know, it was interesting because I'm watching some of these justices for the first time speaking out like Clarence Thomas is like, whoa, like, you you know, I mean, so this idea of voice is showing up time and time again, over and over again. And not just in the political system of the United States, it's happening all over the world. You know, this idea of voice. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, when you have people on a court and our court's different than your court, but kind of the same idea, kind (laughs) of, but when you have people saying, no, like I'm on this court and this decision is just wrong. Mm -hmm. And yet there's nothing you could do about it unless you do something at the grassroots movement. My question has become, since we've done all those shows, Megan, where did the grassroots people go? Well, they've been censored. (laughs) (laughs) They're still out there, but you you have to go find them off me. But isn't that why we're doing what we're doing with Transformation Talk Radio? I mean, we're always going to be able to accommodate all of you that want to go on social media and YouTube. We're always going to do that. But there'll always will be Transformation Talk Radio where you can come and listen to an un, what's the word I'm looking for? Censored Censored. show. (laughs) Um, And now what would be censorship that I would impose, right? I'm the the owner. Uh, I'm not into hate talk. Right. And I'm interested in multiple facets of truth. If you could show me a journal article that talks about a particular drug or item, that Mm -hmm. says there's research on it, you can do it here, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to make stuff up. You can't come here and make stuff up as much as I would like to make things up sometimes (laughs) in my mind. I do. So we have to really have some boundaries, but we have to be very mindful that if you want to have a conversation that is controversial and you respect each other doing it like you like we did on I think that one show. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not have a conversation? When did we stop having conversations about things? Doesn't one of the big law schools, what is it here? Like Harvard Law School, don't they pride themselves? Aren't they proud of their whole debate team? What yes, what has happened to? debate i was thinking about this the other day why we did the show that's why we did the show um i don't know if i no i didn't share on that show i was on the debate team (laughs) i loved being on the debate team i was one of those geeky kids that just yeah loved a good debate loved a good conversation um even a good well-respectful argument yeah because it's important that we are allowed to have a differing of opinion that's how that's how things happen is when we when we can share ideas or share research or share conclusions and be able to do so without fear of being censored or being shamed or character assassinations that we're seeing all over the place right now, especially yeah. for doctors who are coming forward and questioning things. That conversation is so important. And, and we don't have to agree in order to stay friends. We can have a different opinion, a different experience and still have a friendship. And yet what I'm seeing around all of this, and I'm experiencing it myself at the personal level, is that if I disagree or have a different information, I'm not allowed to be friends with certain people in my life. And that's that's so painful. And it's happening all around the world for so many people. Um, It's shocking, actually. When you you think of people, let me ask you, because mm-hmm. I, I, I was asked this question the other day. When you think of people in, I don't know, let's just say in contemporary time and thought, mm-hmm. who had a voice despite whatever mm-hmm. was going on, right? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that that made statements that stood for something in the face of fire. Are there are there any people that come to mind for you? Dr. Hoff, Dr. Corey, Dr. McCullough. Um, I can go on. Uh, Dr. Dr. A, Darvish. Dr. Darvish. Uh, Dr. We have Darvish. A, a number Dr. of lawyers. Ronnie. <laughs> number of lawyers here in Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. Rocco is one of them who has been standing up since the very beginning and saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. we have laws in this land. We have rights that are that are fundamental, that are protected by law, and our government is breaking the law by breaking those those law by breaking those rights or taking those rights away." So. Yeah, there's there are lots of people who are mm-hmm. standing up and um, at that grassroots level, but also at the very professional, very high level, mm-hmm. and are experiencing censorship, slander, character assassination. And God bless them; they don't care. They're doing it anyways. Yeah, they're still doing it. You all have one of my favorite songwriter artists. She is on my one of my all time favorite. Yeah, her music's really cool, but she literally broke the mold with her lyrics, Alanis Morissette. Mm. And when, after struggling and struggling for people to listen to her and going from child, you know, protege of the pop culture and the big hair, said, I'm going to write music about what's important to me. And I do believe that they're doing some kind of Broadway thing now with Jagged Little Pill, but her lyrics shocked the world. Yeah. But I have to tell you, I, every day I Google one person and I find out I, I just to see how she's doing or what she's doing. Mm. And that's Greta, Greta Thunberg. Mm. Greta. Greta, who from the minute she opened her mouth was labeled angry Greta. Mm-hmm. Greta, who even after her family was threatened, their lives were threatened if she didn't shut up. If she didn't stop this climate change, people threatened to kill her family. And she did not shut up. Yeah. How are you not inspired by somebody like that? And I'm glad she's angry. I'm glad that Alanis Morissette probably been called one of the angriest (laughs) female singers of our time. Because the message is powerful, right? Isn't that why we're doing the show today to talk about the message? Absolutely. That's, that is fundamentally why, why we're here and why we do what we do is because of the message. Mm-hmm. And, and as I said at the beginning, un, what underlies every show that we do is that message about empowerment and discernment and, and healing and what's possible, looking at that from every perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, the other the other show that I said that was one of my favorites of this year was was a, the, on the edge of the big why and a case yes. of curiosity, because a, 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 along those same lines as censorship, if we can't ask questions to demonstrate our curiosity, then why are we even having a conversation? You know, as a species, we it's our curiosity that has allowed us to evolve ideas and concepts and mm-hmm. and inventions and technology. Without that curiosity, we are we stagnate. Mm-hmm. I, so that one I just just the, the whole concept of critical thinking and being able to ask those those important questions the the how the what the where the why and the when is what allows us to to be able to spread a message of any kind you so know it's, it's funny that we're talking about this today because you know part of this is really looking back at the quotes that have catapulted us forward 
Now, I will tell you that that show that we did, the one that, that we did where we had a couple of callers call in, mm-hmm. you know, which totally was very, uh, for me, you got to see the power up side of me. You got to see the side of me that marched in more marches than you could imagine from age 17, probably till around 28. Mm-hmm. You know, the side of me that says that ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is a giant blister if we're not mindful mm-hmm. of what the, that ignorance will do to people. Uh, ignorance about climate change is infuriating to me. And yet we sit in a world where if we get one more tornado in a place that doesn't get them or another flood in a place that doesn't flood or that has no water in a place that generally has water. And yet, do you find yourself watching every word you say? I'm more mindful of it now than I've ever been. Well, words we and we did a show on words that was yeah we did years ago I, that, so I, I like that, show. <laughs> that yeah. was a good show yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yes because words are really powerful and in fact mm-hmm. I just had a uh, did a post on Facebook recently um about what are we afraid of and then somebody commented that what I could do is turn around the word afraid into a more positive spin and, and say what are what am I confident in and and I appreciated her her comment but to which I replied, I chose that word specifically. I chose the word afraid specifically because it's a rallying point right now. You know, are you afraid of a virus? Are you afraid of a vaccine? Are you afraid of having your rights taken away? Are you afraid of losing your job because you're not willing to inject yourself with a experimental medical treatment? Like, so that word afraid is a rallying point and and people can relate to it not everybody can relate to confidence actually and that that's a sad state of affairs but everyone can relate to the word afraid and and it's the people who are afraid that i was speaking to which is why i use that word very very specifically i am mindful of the words that i use and i'm mindful of the way in which i speak because i always want or at least my intention is always that the way i speak is empowering and is giving empowerment to others right so in that vein i will take responsibility for what i know is mine if if something has upset me i will say i am upset by this thing or if something has caused me joy i'm feeling happy not Mm -hmm. you upset me or it upset me that's not empowering it's empowering to own it so Mm -hmm. yes and especially now as i see language being used to manipulate people's fears in order to have them behave in a desired way I'm very mindful when there's a discordant vibration to a word that's being used like plague of the unvaccinated for example you know plague (laughs) is a very powerful word when I think plague I think the bubonic plague the Mm. black plague that was a plague when 70 percent of the population died when the 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 or the the plague itself had a hundred was like an 80% to 100% mortality rate. That is a plague. The plague of the unvaccinated, though, that term was, was crafted specifically to heighten people's fear. It's not, it's not true. That's not what we're having. We're not in a plague. But see, so it's those words that are really significant. So the more aware I am of the words that are being used to manipulate, the less likely it is that I'm going to be manipulated. And the more responsibility I can take for my own actions. 
Well, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this too, because if it wasn't for our ability, and let me give you an example, although this is not a show that we did, but it's in the same vein. I feel like when I look back, I can't help look back at the shows we've done to get our reminder going, mm. right? To remind ourselves primarily, and then anybody that listens, you know, to remind folks that social media does not control our voice. They may control what we put up there, but they cannot tell you what to say. Mm -hmm. And they cannot tell you what to do. Yes, they do have an effect on what you can post. Now Google has even completely tightened any, I don't even know how places like KKNW are going to survive with the amount of eclectic hosts they have. Mm -hmm. If in fact, Google becomes a foundation. The good news is KKNW, they have an infrastructure like ours. They know who they are. They are AMFM alternative talk. They honor their hosts and they're not going to do anything like we're not going to do anything. And this show happens to be on both. Right. But, you know, you get a call from a host that says, why did Google kick my ad out? And we have to say, oh, because now you can't have an ad on spirituality. Right. Hello? What? No, not a show on spirituality not an ad. And how did we get here, Megan? That is such a great question. And one that literally wakes me up at night. I have found myself awake at four o'clock in the morning, wide awake and wondering, what? What is this that we are in? What reality have I stepped into? I want to go to the other reality. <laughs> I want to go back or I'm not back necessarily, because it's not like it was perfect before. However, where we're going now and what I see when I do kind of glimpse into mainstream media, I try to stay as far away from it as I possibly can, but every once in a while I'll just peek and then I'll quickly slam the, <laughs> the curtain shut. It, it horrifies me and I feel it in my gut when I look at the division that's occurring, the, the slander and the, and the shaming that's happening, the, the pain that people are feeling, the trauma that people are, are in right now. And many of them not even aware that they're in the trauma uh, or the, de the degree of the trauma. It's a question I don't have an answer for. I mean, intellectually, I can come up with some answers, but at the deeper spiritual mm -hmm. level, I can only have faith, quite literally, that in the bigger picture, somehow mm -hmm. this resolves. And I have to hold on to yeah. my optimism, my eternal optimism that that yeah. good comes of this and, and lots of good is coming of this. Let me yeah. be very, like, yeah, let me go there yeah. first. Um, oh, I'm not willing to trade in yeah. my optimism, you know, uh, because it's very, it's at the very core of who I am. I mean, as many marches as I've marched in, I was always optimistic mm -hmm. about what the future would hold. I was yeah. always optimistic in a, almost a naive childlike way. And I haven't changed very much about mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But there's a part of us, I think, that as we get older, there's a realization that we have, which, which says something like, uh, if I don't talk about this, I know people will die. Let's take a short break. When we come back, can we all become Wonder Women? Can we all 
become black widows? Can we all have that beautiful transcendent value of looking at becoming who we are and understand that it may have a price or it may not? You know, what happened when Scarlett Johansson stood up for her rights and fought Disney? How much flack did she get? How many people thought it would ruin her reputation and yet wins the People's Choice Award? And what she shared in the People's Choice Award was so touching because you see, when you stand up, somebody does listen. And what you don't lose, you don't lose your freedom to choose. When we come back, Megan's gonna take us on a journey to what that means to each and every one of us and how much of our soul really gets damaged when we compromise or when we hold back from truly things that we believe are important. And I'm not saying right or mm. wrong. This is not that conversation. There are always many sides to a coin, but I too refuse to change my signature question. What would you knew if you could not, if you knew you could not fail? I'm not interested in a different question. I am not interested in a different question. Right Let's here. take a short break. Everybody will be right back with Playing on the Edge with Megan Edge and me, Dr. Pat. Have you heard about shifting the collective vibration and consciousness on the planet? Join me, Kimberly Barrett, on the Sharing Love and Light show every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at TransformationTalkRadio.com to explore the depth of vibration and consciousness on our planet and learn how you can shine your love and light. To learn more, visit SharingLoveAndLightShow.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. The truth is funny. Shift happens with monthly guest host Karen Benton. Tune in for powerful conversations about health and wellness. Karen brings unique insights rich with humor and science to her discussions with experts in medicine, movement, psychology, spirituality, and so much more. Don't miss Karen on The Truth is Funny every third Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBetton.com. Who taught you or your kids how to handle stress? That's right, no one. I'm combat veteran Deb Lewis, and I'm on a mission to change that. My new children's book, Why is Pono Not Pono Today, is set in Hawaii. Lovable characters, Pono the Bull and his friend Kuleana, show us how a stressful situation ends happily. Look closer to reveal powerful ways to handle all types of stress. Start loving your stress-filled life today. Go to mentallytoughwomen.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches 
to give you a new narrative about maximum medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. A special, special show on the edge of reflection, a retrospective. You know, I don't know if it's the time of year, um, but Megan, this is a, a topic that I know is so near and dear to your heart. Before we dive deeper, can you tell folks how they can find out more about you and just give people an update on where you are with your courses and things you're doing? Thank you. Yes. Well, certainly you can find me uh, on my website, which is meganedge.ca. Um, we have a channel on YouTube where we've got loads of videos, like, I think over th almost 300, no, almost 400 videos on our YouTube channel now. All of our shows are there, lots of talks that I've given, lots of, uh, lots of ways of helping yourself in your own healing journey. So you can find me there. You can find me on Facebook for now, because <laughs> I've had my hand slapped a couple of times recently by Facebook, and they're, they're independent fact checkers. <clears throat> That's a whole other show. Um, but you can find me on Facebook at Megan Edge and Megan Edge Healing. And you can find me on LinkedIn and you can find me on Instagram. And where else? That's a lot of places. Yeah. There's a lot of, I don't expect anyone to remember all of that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that brings me to, let's, let's talk a little bit about memory for a moment. Human beings can have a long memory but human beings can also have a very short memory and we were talking just on the break about you know it's it's shocking when you think of major periods in history and and that there are people who don't know haven't learned or understand what those those experiences are like the holocaust was the one that we were bringing up during the break and in preparation for this show i was doing some research on the psychology of reminiscing you know why do we reminisce reminisce is different than memory you know, like lots of lots of creatures have memory. My dog has memory. She remembers that if we go to the hardware store, she can go in and get a treat. She remembers that. But that's different from remembering and and reminiscing. So part of my research was looking at why we reminisce and whether it's good for us or not. And and the, the psychology now is looking at the benefits to our our whole psychology when we're able to remember, especially when we're able to, or reminisce rather, with others. So that people who reminisce together, they create a sense of community, linking accomplishments from the past into the present, being able to make those connections and see bigger pictures. Um, they can find out interesting things about each other and or periods of history or family history, preserving family history, transmitting cultural heritage, communicating family folklore and legend and how important that is those stories of grandma and grandpa and what they did during the war or how they survived the depression these are really inspiring stories or at least they should be and it's important that we have that continuation that that length of history to be able to connect to the community which is so important for our health and well-being rather than to isolate ourselves and and only look at things from one one perspective and being able to see how other people have accomplished things can help us deal with our fears and experiences that we're having in the moment and help to put them into perspective 
you know, if the worst thing that's ever happened to me is that I had a hangnail when I was 12 years old and got infected, that's still the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But when I learn that my grandfather was a spy in the Second World War for her, her royal, or his royal highness, whatever it was, but yeah. royal, you know, whatever, he was a spy, my grandfather was a spy. Um, and he saved Jewish children from Poland, he helped get them out of Poland, I hear that story. And my hangnail seems slightly less important at that, you know, at that point. So it, it's just, it's so important that we have these connections through sharing our memories, through reminiscing with one another to be able to bring us closer together. Mm-hmm. It's more important now than ever, I think. And, you know, it's interesting because what we're talking about today is reminiscing, right? And we're talking about the past year or so, right? Taking a look back, you know, mm-hmm. at the past year, even though there are many more shows we can reminisce about. And we've mentioned one of them, Wonder, what the show we did on Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that's happened over the time since you started the show, the world has changed. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, the world is always changing, Megan. Mm-hmm. So I don't mean the world is changed. I mean, you know, globally as a species, we have gone some, through something together, all mm-hmm. of us. Uh, I know that, you know, my friends um, abroad, you know, were really untouched a bit uh, by uh, the pandemic, but this is something that has become and still is a global event. Mm-hmm. And whenever you have a global event like this, there are going to be people that decide for themselves. In some places, you are not allowed to decide for yourself around this, right? There are some countries that are putting some, you know, things in place. Um, But in my lifetime, I don't remember quite a global, across the board, leaving anybody out from the conversation. And yet, we can't really have a conversation about it. I'm even careful what I'm saying now. And I got to say, how did we get here? I'm sorry. It's just how in two years did we get to this place where people from free countries can't speak about what's in their heart? Now, I'm not talking about fabricating hate. I'm not talking about violence because I don't really have any time for that in my life. Um, But I I do wake up and I ask, how did we get here? And how, as we move forward as a network, how do we not get there? How do we not get to be the network that we worry about whether or not I'm going to be able to talk about colloidal silver today uh, and what I use colloidal silver for and what millions of people use it for and what its efficacy is for detoxing and clearing things out. And by the way, everything I'm saying, go to Amazon, they sell it, you can find it. So please don't even think about deleting this show. Um, so what you just did there, Pat, is peaceful non-compliance. It is peaceful non-compliance. Peaceful non-compliance is, is, a, is one way out of 
the situation mm -hmm. that we find ourselves in. Mm -hmm. And if every single person who is has issue with the way the world is right now mm -hmm. were to do one or two acts of peaceful non-compliance every day, we could shift an enormous amount of yeah. energy around all of this. The, the part about the reminiscing that's important, and this is a, a very famous Winston Churchill quote that I'm sure most people will recognize, that those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And we are in a repeat pattern right now. And often when I'm doing uh, talks, I do a lot of free talks online on Zoom classes, especially around alternative healing and how to use essential oils to help boost your immune system and keep yourself yeah. healthy, yeah. plant medicine and all of that. I invite people to read between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> I will say something along the lines of sunshine, super healthy for you. <laughs> uh, pine needles, high in shikimic acid. You know what shikimic acid is really good for? It's really great for, for um, dealing with viruses like influenza. What am I saying? <laughs> read between the lines. <laughs> I went through the same thing with ozone when we, so this is before we got to where we are today. And I did a bunch of shows on ozone therapy to really mm -hmm. annihilate Mercer. Uh, and that's a fact. Japanese people, Australian people, there are countries that use ozone and ozone therapy and ozonated water to do their sheets and laundry and mm -hmm. hospitals, right? Yep. Now, I did those shows I did back then. I just wonder, I wonder, and we should do that experiment. We should do a show on ozone therapy. Uh -huh. But the very fact that I did those shows, there were four doctors that heard that show that implemented ozone machines in their offices that took all of their masks and their clothing would ozonate them. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. Uh, not one occurrence of any kind of transmittable anything. Mm -hmm. But I wonder, I just know this, mm -hmm. the fact that somebody is telling me that I can't speak about things makes me want to speak about it more. Yeah. And I am trying to find ways for a network for people to do that. Mm -hmm. Certainly my power up show is not going to air here on KKNW because mm -hmm. I'm mindful and respectful of saying some things here and jeopardizing that network right yeah but i can do that show on transformation talk radio yeah you know let's think about let's reminisce okay back in 1920 30 40 50 mm -hmm. people that talked about aliens landing were locked up oh, right they mm -hmm. were looked at when they said oh saw the thing over there right yeah. they were like uh oh mama has lost it what happens this year the pentagon report right. the pentagon report comes out number 45 did that by the way mm -hmm. thanks to to what's his face marco rubio stuck it in there the pentagon report comes out and says you know what then people may have really seen something, but you see, you can't go back and take them out of the asylums they were put in, right? Right. You can't go back mm -hmm. and, you know, say to the families on our border, I don't know what you all did on your border, but you can't go back and say, 
oh, oopsie, I'm so sorry I separated you from your young child. And by the way, we can't find them now. Yeah. Right? But you can say I'm sorry. You can say I'm sorry. And you can make amends and you can you can change yep. what has But if happened. we're not talking about these things, Megan, it's out then, of sight, out of mind. Right. And that's why we have to keep talking about it. Yeah. That is peaceful noncompliance is yeah. that we keep having these conversations. I mean, this brings me to one of my favorite shows of this year, which was on the edge of medical madness. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good <laughs> by, one. By the way, I posted all that the show. Did that show play? I mean, yeah, did, yeah. Ever, did they take it down or did they let no, it? No, uh, well, we haven't. Up. We were very careful. It is, it is on your YouTube channel. We haven't put it up on ours yet, but that's just because we fell behind on a few things. But I did post it in my face. On but my we face. were very mindful. We were very mindful and very yeah. respectful. The yeah. question we were asking is, what is happening with our medicine yeah. at this point in time? And when we talk about can we say we're sorry? Let's talk about ivermectin for a moment. We're just going to say the word. The word itself, it's a medicine that's been around for 40 years. It's been used all over the world. We're allowed to say the word because we can quote the AMA yeah. or anybody else. We won't tell them what it is. Yeah, and we can, we can go to the articles and go to the research. Mm -hmm. That's a word and that's a, that's a treatment that will there will be people saying i'm so sorry that we censored that because no doctors are not giving up on it right and in fact the we, we quoted this in that show the nih on their website has ivermectin listed right underneath renbesivir for hospitals to use to treat covid patients so it's not not being recognized but it is still being the information about it is still being squashed on social media but at mm -hmm. some point somebody's going to have to say i'm sorry I, I i was wrong and this is actually saving lives mm -hmm. right so and you could go to web md by the way if mm -hmm. you want to look it up i mean you could go you could it's everywhere on google right yeah. but you can go to web md and they'll give you some information about yeah. it go to pubmed there's lots and lots of studies there look up dr mm -hmm. pierre corey He's one of the now outlier doctors, but um, very highly regarded in his field um, yep. and, and one of the early discoverers of ivermectin as a as a way of helping with the virus that we're dealing with. So, yeah. And by the way, just want to tell you all so you don't email us when you go to read about it. It is listed by the medical profession in the United States mm -hmm. as a. Uh, a, a very serious reaction, allergic reaction to this drug is rare. So rare. So just go read up on this on your own. Yeah. Or call the 1-800 number there. Yeah, e educate yourself. And that's what we were saying in, in On the Edge of Medical Madness was educate yourself. If you feel like you don't have all the information or if you keep hearing about something, it's just not going away. Why don't you find out more about it? And you may have to go beyond the first page of Google, just saying. Mm -hmm. You may have to go to DuckDuckGo to get really clear, really concise, really grounded, the, the real grounded science on, on these sorts of things, these, these kinds of alternatives. Or they're not even alternatives. They're mainstream yep. medications. Yep. Um, so it's Because that. it is being used. As a matter of fact, oh, yeah. it was being used for uh, at least the one that I know of, which is associated with other parasite co-infections is river blindness. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they caution you, but they don't tell you why. They caution you, for example, about, you know, if you got to drink a lot of water first four days, they go out and they, they're telling you it's killing parasites. So whenever you kill something in the body, you have to get rid of it. And mm-hmm. if you don't, you cause a Hertz reaction. Yeah. Um, but all of this is available, all of this information Yet people are afraid to lose their medical licenses if they talk about it. And people um, have lost their medical licenses. For they doctors. have, yeah. Here in Canada, they have. Our doctors. Oh, I forget you're in Canada, yeah. <laughs> I forgot, I forget about that. Our doctors are lo- our doctors and healthcare professionals, nurses and doctors are losing their jobs, losing their careers, mm-hmm. careers, 30-year careers for their choices, their beliefs, and their conversations. And that's abhorrent. Let's go back to that question of how did we get here? How did we get here? And who's going to have to apologize? Who's going to have to apologize for that at some point? You know, that that's going to be interesting. But what's happening, what's what's so beautiful, there's a couple of organizations in Canada here. There's the Canadian Health Alliance is one of them. I'm a member of that. People are coming together. Healthcare professionals are coming together and creating a new structure for medicine. Because they've seen the corruption, they've seen the stagnation, they've seen what's going on in the in the traditional medicine, and they want something different. They want to be able to offer something different, to be of service in a different way. So we've got um, Ezra is one of the groups that's forming. Myself and six other of my colleagues are forming a, a group, a health collective. They're popping up all over the country. People are looking outside the box, and this is brilliant because this is this is what I do. I think outside the box and I help other people think outside the box and step into their power as a healer differently than than within the medical system so to see this happening right now this is when I said you know good things are happening as we as we look at all the different pieces of this and the way things we've talked about over the last year there's so much amazing energy in the world right now of change and progress and transformation and and we get to be a part of it so yes it's painful but it's like a rebirth and birth is, it's not a pretty picture <laughs> when you go through it. Thing though, too, is the world has changed around ivermectin. And, and for those of you out there, you can go to the website, nih.gov, G-O-V. That's a government website. Yeah. I just want to make the statement out there right now, because you will see sort of a new level of awareness that has been raised for the use of it. And there's an article that is written here about proposed mechanism of action and rationale for use in patients with COVID-19. It is right on the site. Mm-hmm. So before you guys plan to do anything with this show, please go there and look at the COVID treatment guidelines by the government that's now talking about it. So you see, Megan, the effort of speaking out does have an impact of raising a new level of awareness because had that not have been done, I don't think any of this was in here. Mm-hmm. Well, and most people had never heard, no, at least certainly most people in North America had never heard mm-hmm. of ivermectin before this, although it, it was brought into Canada in 20, I think it was 2018 under the mm-hmm. name Strovacol as an anti-parasite and you could buy it over the yep. counter at places like Walmart and your pharmacy, that sort of thing. Um, and it's certainly been used in the veterinary world for, for decades as well for treating animals. Um, so when it when it was first came into people's awareness and was so immediately slammed down, it's no wonder that a lot of people 
bought into what was being said about it because they had no other frame of reference for it. It's mm-hmm. in doing the research that you learn the history of it and that it's the, the doctors won Nobel Prizes for it, that the WHO had it on their website as the medicine, the go-to medicine that every man, woman, and child should have in their, in their cabinet for all of the things that it was being studied for and is still being studied for, you know, beyond its original purpose as an anti-parasite, but also for anti-inflammatory and antiviral and um, anti-cancerous and, and, and this is all the research that up until 2019 was being done and was being funded by governments around the world because of how effective this, this is. The, The tragedy is that so many lives could have been saved of people who were dying and are still dying of comorbidities related to COVID-19 if this had been put through as Pierre Corey asked the U.S. Mm-hmm. Senate to do last November. Mm. So there's going to be some big apologies needed and amends made mm-hmm. for that loss of life because it got squashed and the only one-size-fits-all remedy was, yeah. was pulled out. And, you know, you're bringing up a really important point because we were made aware of ivermectin when we did all the Lyme Talk radio shows because there was an article that came out in 2000, I think, that proved the efficacy mm-hmm. of using this in brown, uh, brown dog ticks, right, that were infestated. And what they found was that with this treatment, the ticks within four to three, four to four to five days or three to four days completely dropped off and died within one to two days. And so, you know, we now know how to talk about these things so that we're not, we're not having a negative effect on social media guidelines, on guidelines that come up on Google, because the article I just, I just quoted or cited from is the National Library of Medicine, NIH. It's a public medical government. And so if you really want to find out what Megan and I are saying, you can go to these places. They're real. They're going to give you results. Isn't that what we have done differently, though, Megan? Isn't that what you're most... One of the things I'm most proud of is that it really has carried us to do our homework. Yes. Yeah, my level of research... people are coming to me to do the research now (laughs) because they know how much I love doing it and they know that I'm gonna I'm gonna source it right back to the original study you know Um, and I'm going to encourage other people to do that too so that we can have these kinds of conversations yeah you know whether it's on death and dying medical madness whatever it is that we can have these conversations and make a difference what we're doing here yeah. We're going to do more of these too, because I love the research. I mean, I love to be able to say in the article, blah, 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 in the Australian Medical Journal of blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Here's what they found. <laughs> You've been listening to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show Network, providing you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. If you've missed any part of this episode or want to find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca.